Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Blodgett Show. I'm your host, Chris Blodgett, and I want to welcome you to this bonus episode. Tonight's topic is doing the right thing. So, once again, guys, welcome. I appreciate you being with me tonight. Um, and I'll add, you know, with previous episodes, apologies about uh, not having another story up. I am working on it. Uh, that's why I want to keep. Um, that's kind of why the, the game plan I've, I've kind of developed is uh, to still keep the same, you know, keep the same schedule, make sure that I'm keeping episodes, posting what I say they're going to post, even if it's, even if I'm slightly behind on the uh, Storytime Friday episodes, but those will get up, those will get updated and get, you know, recorded and get posted. But I figure, um, so I thought, well, you know, if I fall behind, you know, because of being sick or whatever, then yeah, I would just do these, uh, do still do an episode on Friday, but instead of them being a story time Friday episode, there'll be a bonus episode. Instead, then, of course, you know, kind of similar to another real talk episode, but not, not quite, you know, it could be whatever, so. But, um, the inspiration for tonight's topic is, uh, I have. This is kind of like, let me ask you guys a question. Have you guys ever had it happen? And I'm sure a lot of us have. Where you, leave, you check your bank account and you have a, uh, a balance that you're kind of like how, how, like, how the heck? Like maybe a mystery deposit or something or a credit or something. Because uh, we had something like that happen today. Um, I got off work this morning. I was checking the checking the you know checking the bank because we're we we're actually uh, expecting to have a uh, a wire transfer sometime this this morning. And I was curious when I got when I got home at like four four thirty in the morning or whatever if it you know, was in there. Already. Of course it wasn't. But when I logged in, I saw that we had a two thousand dollar balance. I was like, ah, uh, because that's a different amount than what the amount we were expecting. So I was kind of like. I was like, did we get part of it, or what's going on? You know, I looked down and there were two transactions, two uh, uh, counter countertop deposits. Basically, somebody had to deposit with a uh, uh, one of the tellers, and um, and both these deposits had three parts to them. So I, I brought up the first one, and it showed three checks for like 350 bucks for 
each deposit. There's a separate deposit slip for each deposit. It just kind of was like, oh, what the hell is that? And so I'm looking at the looking at the deposit slip. Since thankfully everything's digital, so of course you can like see everything on the app. You can see like when you make a deposit with cash or whatever. You can see a uh, you know whatever you do with a, like a check deposit. You can see the the, the photo, the front and back of the check. And you can see the, uh, the deposit slip you fill out. Which most of the time when my wife and I will go and make a deposit into Bank of America, if we don't if we don't do it with the mobile app, we uh, you know if we if we go in, I don't think I've ever actually filled out a uh, deposit slip. Like I, you literally they have a routine where if you're gonna make a deposit, you just literally you hand the, the teller your debit card, and they use that to bring up your account, and you know. I think I've been a while since I've done it, so I don't can't remember if, if we only give them the debit card or if we give them the debit card and our ID. I think we I think we might give them both the debit card and the ID, so they can confirm when they bring up your account that okay, this is the owner of the account. But um, so look at looking at the deposit slip, and I'm noticing that there's two account numbers written down on this deposit slip. Like one of them is written down and crossed out, you know, with a little initial beside it, and then there's another number written above it. And so I'm like, I had a feeling I was like, one of those is probably our account number. Like somebody probably got our account, got the account number wrong and put our account number. Even though I don't know how they would do that because neither our number or theirs was, you know, very, neither of them were very similar numbers. Like they're completely different. Like one of them might have been like, like in the middle of the number, it might have been like zero zero five two seven, and of course ours didn't have didn't have any zeros as far as like a couple zeros in a row, you know. So it's like a very obvious distinction between the two numbers, and it's like, huh, okay, that's weird. And, and when I went and looked at, like, I brought up the, my main part of my the uh, banking app, and I looked at our looked at our account number, and I realized, and I was like, all right, so the number that was crossed out was our number so I was like, all right cool they had the wrong number listed and that happened to be our number and then they wrote a different account number uh, which i'm assuming that was the incorrect account number but for some reason it was still a deposit both those deposits were still put into our account and it's like uh okay you know so i was curious because i don't think i've ever had that happen i mean i've had actually you know what yeah i'm thinking back like i don't think i've ever had mystery deposits into our, into our account you know that weren't supposed to be there like you know I've gotten paid by you know such and such here or this there and then I had to when I got paid I had to you know go and find out what it was all about but it was like a credit for something but I've never had one that showed up that was meant <laughs> for someone else so I'm sitting out in front of my apartment complex and I'm Google and I'm like what do you do if you have a, a deposit in your account that because I'm like, I'm thinking like, obviously, I know there's a lot of people out there that would probably see that and go, oh my god, I got money, yeah. And like, basically on Google, uh, there's a lot, a lot of people would see a big deposit like that that, didn't, that they didn't initiate, that doesn't belong to them, and they would, oh, cool, I have money. And so they would go and they would do investments, try to earn interest on it, or they would withdraw it, or they'd pay bills with it or whatever, and then they'd end up getting in trouble. Because eventually the people that tried that that meant to deposit that in their account uh, report it with the bank, and eventually the bank, you know, they, they of course were 
reverse them and then track it down or the initial deposit went to and then of course you get charged you can, you can either be negative because they'll reverse the transaction so it'll be negative that amount and or because that would probably honestly I say and or because they, you know, they would most likely at some point reverse that transaction and basically if you already spent the money then you would just be negative that much so and so the and part would be possibly criminal charges because they could the, either the the people that meant to deposit that in their account and then you spent it could come after you if they didn't get the money back but if the bank reversed them then the bank could come after you to get their money back from the money that was accidentally put in your account even though you, when you think about it though because I, I waited until I deliberately I mean I got home early enough I could have come up and got to bed before the wife got up really would have loved to honestly because I was I was tired because yesterday I had a rough <sighs> rough start to my day sorry about that be yawn with you guys but um, we had our uh, power get shut off after I had slept for like four hours and we got it back on by the time we got it back on it was like 3.45 so I was like well I can't really lay down and take a nap gotta get ready for work so my wife was all like you know pushing for me to do she's like i have a red bull fridge like no she was like i don't even like them but so i was like i'm a dragon ass i'm like literally tripping up my own feet i'm like no i'm just gonna make it work I'll, I'll do my best you know i said i might do a five-hour energy which i totally planned on but i never when i was at <laughs> when i was at the swap last night i totally didn't i just didn't when i was inside eating the food or whatever i didn't even think about it when i was in there it didn't cross my mind until I'm literally just saying something about it right now. And my, you know what? I actually told him I had to do that. I didn't. But I did at some point, about halfway up to Farina. I did pull over at the Loves that has 24 hour Arby's, which I didn't get Arby's at that point. But I pulled over and I got like a. And being a diabetic and stuff, I normally don't pull off too often to get snacks like that. Usually I'll bring like crackers and what I would need to keep my uh, blood sugar managed. You know, so that I don't have like a five hour, four and a half hour, five hour trip without eating anything and then get up there and I'm all like, my blood sugar is like 79 or something. So, but because I was so dead ass tired, I wasn't drifting or anything, but I felt it. So, I ended up pulling off of Loves. I grabbed a, a, a chocolate bar and a bag of Cool Ranch Doritos. Figured I needed something to give me a boost. And then I noticed that after that, that must have given me that must have given me my second, third, fourth, and fifth win because I got I got up to where my you know did my swap. I uh, heated up my food, hit the bathroom, filled up my water bottles, got back on the road. I made another stop on the way back. I stopped at Love's again, but this time I stopped because um, sometimes if, you know, if if uh, there's a nothing made at home dinner-wise, then usually we call that a fend night, meaning we all fend for ourselves. So when I, I knew that it was a fend night, so I thought, well, I'm, I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to have the energy to try to figure out something to eat when I get home, so I'm just going to stop at Arby's. I'll grab a sandwich and some fries, some curly fries or whatever. So, but I noticed that pretty much I was fairly okay for the rest of the night. Like after I got that chocolate bar and the uh, 
the Doritos, I didn't feel like I was basically going to just doze off anytime soon after that. It was like, ooh, okay, cool. <laughs> that plus drinking water and stuff, because when you're, when you're tired, being hydrated is definitely a, definitely a good thing for you. But, um... So, yeah, this morning I was Googling a lot of stuff about, uh, you know, what like what do you do if you have a mystery deposit, especially because it was like six checks, like two deposits, like three checks each. Not, e not even anybody that had their name, like, very anywhere close to ours, and their account number was nowhere close to ours. <laughs> and it's funny, these checks, I guess they were traveler's checks, because it had a little umbrella and it said traveler on it. It's so like traveler. Sorry, I was hearing uh, some noises. It was like, I'm like, if it was a little bit louder, I would have said, that sounded like a tire blowing. But, it, you know, I don't know if it was one of the vehicles on the other side or the truck next to me or whatever, because it's not something that happened with me, you know. And usually, you know how it is, fellow truckers, if, if we blow a tire order going down the road here, we we definitely feel it. Like, we'll hear the boom, and we'll feel the boom. <laughs> you'll feel a little... You'll hear the boom! And then feel the vibration behind you, you know, because it's like the trailer all of a sudden have a flat. You know, have a tire throwing tread off the side of the road or whatever. But thankfully, I don't think that was me. I think that was something, something happened nearby or something, because it was a very faint sound, and I didn't feel anything, and I barely heard it, so. It's all good, though. So, I waited until, uh, until my wife got up, and then, uh, you know, I was, showing, I was talking to her briefly. I came in there, like, yeah, so we have to talk to, uh, a Bank of America rep. She goes, "Why? I'm like, because we have a, we have two mystery deposits that <laughs> that aren't supposed to be in our account. And, you know, as tempting as it is, basically, ooh, we have money. I was like, yeah, I don't want to get in trouble, so we got to report it. She looks, she goes, ah, oh, man, that sucks. She goes, yeah, that's like two thousand dollars. I was like, yeah. I was like, but it's not ours, so I'd rather, I'd rather do the right thing and report it and have them get it back where it belongs, and you know, that way we know we're good." She's like, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the one to have to do it, but, uh, because I planned on it, but of course, like, being that I, uh, hadn't slept much yesterday, when, uh, she left work today, I pretty much was like, I, I mean, I, I stayed, I still, even though I hadn't planned on staying up, I planned to basically just, you know, take all my meds, get ready for bed, just crash really quick. I still wasn't doing the whole, you know, I'm guilty of it. I was, I was browsing Facebook for about 15, 20 minutes. You know, until it's probably like 6, 15, 6, 20. Like, all right, I gotta go sleep. <laughs> so, I got up about eh, 2.45. Had a message from my boss that uh, I guess he got messaged by the hub out there in St. Paul, Minnesota from the team, I guess. Saying like, yeah, St. Paul really wants you to get there at 8:30. I'm like, I was like, ah. He goes like, you always tell me I can't leave until like 4:45, 5 o'clock, that I can't commit, I can't commit it for. You know, and so I was like, the only way I can get there at 8:30 is if I actually am rolling out of the door at like 4 o'clock. I was like, is that okay? Like, and he's like, well, 
yeah, we'll try it and see how it works out. And worst case, you can go back to, you know, how we normally do it and just communicate with the team. Okay, all right, cool. I'm thinking the only way, the, the only reason why St. Paul would be messaging about that probably is because the team complained, or the, not, I wouldn't say the, the team, I'll say the husband, because he's the daytime driver. Like, I don't hear much complaints from the wife, um, but the, <laughs> the husband part of the team seems to eh, complain quite a bit like hell. Like, when they're, when they're parked in a certain part of the lot, and, it's, and sometimes by the time I get here, it's pretty full, and so I'll park up front. Easy enough to get out of there. It's not hard at all, but I guess for some reason they have a problem with it, because after it, I've done it a couple times, like, sometime in the middle of last week, he messaged, like, all right, cool, we're parked. Please don't park up front. Please park beside us. I was like, well, I was like, I can't make any promises because it depends on how the parking lot looks when we get there because I'd rather not. I'm one of those kinds of drivers, especially when it comes to doubles, that I would rather park somewhere knowing that it's not going to be difficult to get out. Because sometimes I've swapped trailers with them where I'm parked in a good spot where they can get out, and they're parked in an area where I where it takes me a minute because I have to swing out really wide just to make sure I don't hit the truck up beside me because there's not a lot of room. And I'm like, yeah, maybe clear when you get there, but then when I get there, like, there's trucks parking front of you, so I can't back up with a set of doubles, so... He's like, well, I'll let you know, like, uh, like just, just, uh, yeah, I'll just let you know whenever you're getting close, I'll let you know how the, the driveway looks or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool, that's fine. So I was like, uh, I found it interesting that we would get a that we would get a call from that that hub or whatever. So I'm like, for the most part, I'm a straight like, like you guys know how I am. Like I'm, you know, straight up, like real talk, no BS, you know. And so I'm always communicating with the team. And from day one, when I started started meeting with them a couple months back, I, when they were like, yeah, so we can we'll get down here by eight eight thirty. You know, so the earlier, if you want to get here earlier or whatever, by all means, you know, and I said, well, I said the earliest I'll probably be here is probably 9, 9.30. I said, usually it'll be 9.30, 10 o'clock because, you know, when I can get out of the Nashville, and sometimes like, it takes me a while to get out of Nashville because of the traffic. I said, but usually as early as 9.30, I can get here. I said, every so often I might get out a little bit earlier, maybe I'll get here like 9.15. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, 9.15, 9.30, 10 o'clock. That's, that's, that's all good, you know. All right, cool. I said every so often I might run into issues. I might get here by 11 because of like, like the highway shut down or something. Or one time it was the tornado going through Nashville, and it was literally a mile or so away from where I was. And I was I stayed parked at the hub and waited until it was clear, and that took off. But then because of that, I didn't get out of the hub until 6:30, so it was gonna be like 11:15, 11:20 when I got there. But I let him. I communicated and said, "Hey guys, like I could have easily been there by by uh, 10." Probably by like 9:40, but we had a tornado and it was close by. I, I waited it out until it was safe to leave. They're like, oh, cool, yeah, just get here safe. But otherwise, I am always there around the time that I that I say that I'm going to be there. Like, hey, I'm going to be there about 9:45, 10 o'clock. You know, usually it's be give or take five or ten minutes. So if I say 9:45 or if I say 10, then it's like, like. 9:45, it's like almost 10 o'clock, and it's 10, then it's probably 10 after, at the latest, you know. So I'm, I'm it's not like I'm constantly telling him, hey, I'm gonna be there this time, but then it's an hour later. So lately, I've pretty much been there 
at 10 or you know, a couple days I've said yeah between 9.30 and 10 and I'm there at like 9.40 so last night I got there at like 10.35 because of course ran into issues in Nashville and I'm like really you guys gonna complain to complain to your bosses about like oh yeah you got there at 10.30 yeah and your load isn't dispatched till 8.30 the next morning so if it takes you nine and a half hours to get there that means you're you're getting back to that hub at like 7.45 in the morning and then having to wait for your next load to dispatch anyway so why are we bitching and complaining? <laughs> And the funny thing is, when they said, like, uh, that, um, you know, hey, like, we'd like for your driver to get here by 8.30, I get a text with an ETA from the, from the team. He goes, ETA, 9 o'clock. I'm like, so you're, you're complaining, saying that I need to get there by 8.30, but you're not even going to get there until 9. So I took my time getting out of the hub. I'm like, why should I get there at 8.30? You're not even going to be there. I was like, yeah, no point. <laughs> but, so... I woke up this afternoon to that to that message, but then I also I like my wife came upstairs and she was like, yeah. So I talked to Bank of America. Oh, really? She's like, yeah. I got a uh, rep out of Georgia or something, and I, I told her what the deal was. And she, even the, the the banking rep, she was like, yeah, that's definitely a teller error because you can tell that the number that's crossed off is your guys' number, but the teller still put it in that account. <laughs> We're like, yeah, that's kind of what we noticed too. You know, we're like, don't get me wrong, like, we would love to not have to surrender this money, but we know it's not ours, so I would rather, I, I would rather be a little more, you know, tighter financially, because we didn't get to keep the money, which is fine, you know. I didn't feel bad about the fact that we, that, you know, it was like, oh man, that, that was, oh man, it would have been great to keep the money. I was like, yeah, you know, you know, you'd feel better if it was actually, you know, for you but it wasn't so so I was like oh well it's all good you know and then our uh, wire transfer hit so it's like alright cool you know getting rent paid all that fun stuff you know so but aside from that you know it would be very I, I know everybody at, well, anybody out there that's ever had something like this happen I know it's very tempting to say ah they'll never know you know, and you just take the money and run, you know. Which is one of those things, you know, it's one of those, like, you go through those scenarios in your head, like, what if you were to get a, a, a accidental mystery deposit of, like, a million bucks in your account? Like, you know, what would you do? I mean, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to say that I do the same thing that I currently did, you know, like, have us re get in contact with somebody. But I'm not going to lie, it would be very tempting Especially if the amount was big enough to be like, all right, like, is it would it be possible to shuffle this around to another account somewhere? You know, shuffle around somewhere, move it around where you can save that balance and then disappear. <laughs> be like all the banks re try to re you know try to correct it. And you're not even you're no you're no longer even anywhere in the country. But it's like, yeah, but I value my I value life my freedom so highly doubt I would I would go that route despite how tempting it would be because of the fact that I know that yeah I would have money but then I would be on the road because it'd be like woo got a million bucks and I don't care who's it is I'm gone no no you know not really wanting to disappear to another country and try to like you know 
changed my name and all that stuff. <laughs> so, the right thing to do is obviously to uh, report it, you know, return it, you know. And then go back to our very fascinating, entertaining lives. <laughs> so, but anyway, you know, um, definitely thankful today for the fact that I actually got some sleep because I feel a hell of a lot better today than I did yesterday. When you're that time, that, that was that level of tired last last night or whatever when I first started. Like literally, I got to the truck and I was <laughs> I was checking in on the app and uh, you know doing the pre-trip photos and all that stuff. And I literally texted my wife. I said, "Yeah, I really should not be working right now." So I was like, my head is killing me. I was like, I am so tired. I was like, I feel like I'm just like looking through a looking through a fishbowl right now. And she's like, yeah, well, you know, she's like, get an energy drink, or whatever. I'm like, well, I'm gonna try try not to because I don't. I really don't do energy drinks. Really don't do caffeine at all. Practically most of the lot. Literally the most unhealthy thing I do as far as drinking goes is alcohol <laughs> on my uh, days off. That's things like on my to-do list. I gotta see if I can find something, figure out what would be like a good supplement or something to help with uh, strengthen your liver. Because for the most part, my liver's good, but it's like I went through the treat, started doing the treatments for the diabetes. My when I first started, when I first got diagnosed, my liver ends after super high, dangerous levels. So I was being told, yeah, you can't drink, like, you gotta, like, stop altogether. And I'm like, ah, but that's part of my routine and my weekend. Like, I love my, I love my drinks. I literally, I'm one of, I'm one of those. I mean, how many of you guys out there, when you are enjoying your drinks, how many of you guys get, like, courageous and start calling people? <laughs> I've never done that. I've got, I've been on the receiving end where, like, one of my cousins, shout out to Gerald up in Connecticut. I'm pretty sure he must have been drunk because literally we've, we've never talked on the phone and randomly I got a, a phone call attempt from him like at 2 a.m. one night. I had an answer because I thought, why the hell is he calling me at 2 a.m.? Didn't leave a message, didn't didn't text me or whatever, say, oh, sorry, bro, didn't mean to call you. No, nothing. Just he tried to call. I didn't answer. Didn't have a voice message to get a text. I thought, that's weird. I said he was probably, I said he was probably drunk. So, so yeah, that was fun. <laughs> but no, I mean, when I'm enjoying my uh, beverages, literally, I'm more of the I feel good. I don't care about anything right now. None of my worries or stresses really bothering me right now. Kind of makes me think of that one song. Of, I feel good. Another sip. So good. Two more sips. So good. <laughs> Hugging the bottle. I got you. <laughs> Two more shots. I feel nice. Another shot of fireball. Like sugar or spice. <laughs> Oh, fun times, fun times. So, I hope you guys enjoy the uh, the uh, new intros. Because uh, 
that's what I what I was thinking about the other day, thinking, man, I really want to, I really need to get the next story done, you know, but being, having been sick as much as I have in the past two weeks, whatever, which I'm, I'm doing a lot better now, I'm still clearing out crap, you know, it's one of those things where, like, I don't really, I don't do, like, to, like, chew tobacco or anything like that, or, like, sunflower seeds or anything where you gotta spit, so I really don't I'll very often have a little, just a plain cup in the truck, you know. But, when I have a cold, when I have a cold, it's, uh, a lot of times, you know, people will cough or whatever, and they'll cough crap out, but they won't actually, they won't actually get rid of it. Like, they'll, you know, cough, and then, you, you know, swallow again or whatever, and it's like, I'm always telling my family, like, my wife, my kids, you know, whenever they're sick, I'm like, you gotta clear that crap out of there. Because if you, you know, like, especially my oldest, she has a really big issue whenever she, um, has, like, it gets cold, which happened a lot because the grandson going back and forth between daycare and stuff, then we all get sick. My oldest will get sick with the cold, and she'll have a lot of the sinus drainage going down the back of her throat, and it'll cause, and literally, she'll be, she'll, it'll, we'll be afraid that she has the flu, because all of a sudden, she'll be throwing up for an entire day, because it'll be going down the back of her throat, and, you know, she, it'll just make her throw up constantly. And so, like, at one point, I debated, like, do I need to take her to the ER and have them check her out? And then my wife, so I made a comment about, like, hey, you got that. Uh, <clears throat> Sorry, you guys can hear that. I'm still, still fighting it, you know, with trying to talk. And then the, the throat gets a little stuff in there. And I'm like, okay, let me clear my throat a little bit here. But the wife has one of those... Uh, it's not Navage, I don't think, but it's it's similar. One of the ones that you flush your, your sinuses out or whatever, with, where you know your fluid goes in one nostril and it comes out the other nostril. I've never been, I've never had the guts to do it because I'm like, that just looks unpleasant. I'd probably drown. <laughs> Try to flush the nose out, and be like, oh my god, my brain. But I was like, why don't you have Allie try the uh, try your nasal thing? See if that helps. I shit you not, guys. But she, when she did that, she literally, um, like, I walk in the kitchen when Allie's working on the, doing the sinus thing. Literally, like, she's, I see her, like, put the thing against one nostril and then let it go in and out the other nostril. And all of a sudden, she pulls the thing away. And there was probably at least a foot and a half long, looking like a string of basically mucus for her sinuses. And I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> I was like, wow. And I mean, but even though she did, still did, or she still did have some uh, occasions where she ended up in the bathroom because of because the uh, sinus, the, the drainage going down her throat was making her throw up. But it sounds like doing the sinus flush, that that actually helps a lot. So she did that a couple times throughout the remainder of the cold. You know, and, and now I'm taking these, uh, like, I recently, I, cause I'm, I'm tired of being sick because of the uh, grandson going back and forth between. And I know it's not something he's doing. I, I don't blame him at all. I blame the daycare. Because, like, I know for a fact that people will send their kids to daycare sick instead of keeping them home because, well, they have to work. So they're just going to send their kid there. And of course, other kids will then catch what that kid has. 
then those kids will come home sniffling and coughing, sneezing, or whatever. Or if it's a flu virus, which is what we have, we've gotten once too. You know, he came home and had thrown up once or twice. Next thing you know, like, you know, the wife and my youngest are throwing up. And me and the oldest are fine. I thought, I, literally that week, I thought, you know what? Hopefully we're, like, we're avoiding it. You know, because normally we do, we'll have, like, occasions where, like, I'll head off to work and, the, you know, I'll go kiss the wife goodbye. But when we're sick, literally, I might go give her a hug, but otherwise we don't do the kiss goodbye. I'd be like, love you, love you, I'll kiss you, but yeah, but yeah, I don't. <laughs> but, and then, like, thinking that me and the oldest, like, hey, we might actually, like, maybe we're not going to get sick. And then I get out here and get halfway to my load. Next thing you know, I'm nauseous, you know, nauseous as hell, whatever. You know, having to sip water and do the mind over matter things. Tell myself, just, just don't think about it, you know, just force yourself to try to focus on anything but the, the, the fact that you want to really like throw up right now like, oh man I can't do this till the next morning when I after I got back with my load and I got up the next morning it was still basically really sick to my stomach and I tag those are usually some of the only occasions where if I'm sick I'll call out because I can't really work very effectively if I'm you know out here feel like I'm gonna you know basically throw up everybody every second of the day and it's been years since I have like my daughter my youngest just commented she's like dad I don't think I've seen you throw up at all like my entire life like I was like well I was like I really haven't I was like I probably did it back around the time that you were born she's 15 or actually before that because you know I think my before I went in the military back in uh, 2007 or 2006, I was staying with my parents, and I still remember what happened. You know how it is when you have when you have some kind of vacation where you get you get really sick afterwards, it kind of ingrains it in your memory. You know, at least it does for me. I don't know if you guys have that issue, <laughs> but I've had really good occasions too. Things that. Like um, memories with my ex-wife that even though they're good memories, I would still like to forget them because I don't really want to remember her. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a wasn't a very pleasant marriage. <laughs> but there's there's occasions with her that I that literally I I could literally just close my eyes and see both of us doing what we were doing back then. So, but hey, you know. But, uh, back before the military, when I was working on getting in shape, I was literally like half the size, or not quite half the size. So I'm like shy of three. I've actually gone down quite a bit, you know, making progress, whatever. Last time I weighed was like 318 or whatever, which I was like, cool. A lot different than when I was 380, like within the past year. And now I'm less than 320, you know, just slowly working it down. And, uh, Aside from the liver, got all the numbers, you know, looking pretty good. But when I was staying with my parents, getting in shape, and I remember because like we had spaghetti that night, and I've, I've always loved spaghetti. You know, as you guys, as you guys remember, <laughs> during the first quite a bit of this podcast, I would usually do spaghetti at night whenever I got up there to do my swap. I would bring literally a full container of spaghetti, lots of like a big old thing of sauce. You know, added to it, and you know, like 
like loaded with Parmesan cheese or whatever. Loved it. It was great. Probably didn't help with the, the diabetes diagnosis though, because of the fact with all those starches or whatever. So I was like, ever since I got diagnosed, I've changed it up. Now I do the stuffed chicken breasts, quinoa, and green beans. And then of course down with the the VA doing my medical stuff and they're like your A1C went from like 10.5 to 5.8 you know it looks really good and because of that the VA won't approve the generic Ossipic even though the Manjaro uh, with your regular provider was working really well for you and I'm like you would think that you'd want me to stay on what I was similar to what I was doing but they were like but instead they want you to try this one medication that uh, that blocks absorption of sugar in your kidneys or whatever and so that way you'll lose weight that way too and like, yeah but the <laughs> I took it for a little bit but the, the side effects on that bed really suck <laughs> so I'm gonna jump back for a minute basically when I uh, stayed with my parents and we had spaghetti that night I guess my sister had been sick with the flu a few days prior and so literally after having spaghetti, in the middle of that, I woke up and feel like that. This is the way anytime I've gotten a flu bug that where I did actually have to end up in the bathroom quite a bit. You know, having to purge pretty much. Is anytime I've been sick like that, it literally felt like I'd wake up and it'd feel like I had a bowling ball in my stomach. And I, I've had that feeling a couple times in my life. Every time it's happened, I'm like, oh crap. Like... This is, I'm not going to be able to avoid this, you know, and so like you may slowly, carefully make your way to the bathroom just to, you know, so hoping not to lose it before you get there. But, whoop, whoop, got the bypass on the way station. So, but then jumping back forward again. Um, so yeah, I got put on this bed with the, uh, with the VA. And literally, like, I was afraid to take it at all. Like, when he was telling me about it, like, yeah, if we can't get you on Ocepic, then uh, probably put, you know, because they might want you to try these other beds first. You know, you got to fail this one and fail that one before you, uh, before they'll approve Ocepic. I'm like, all right. I, but then he's like, well, this med that blocks the, the sugar absorption of kidneys, um, you know, and I was like, I, I was like, it's one of the side effects that makes you pee more often because that's why I came off two of the blood pressure meds I was on because they were both diuretics. And I was having to stop every like 100 miles because literally it felt like I would drink like a gallon of water in that 100 miles. You know, because then when you pee, it felt you were, you looked hydrated. Like you were literally like peeing so much. It's like, holy crap. Like I, I don't know how. But then they, because of that, it also made me thirsty all the time. Like I could drink a half gallon of water and still be be like dry mouth like the next 20 minutes so that i would keep sipping on water or whatever so then of course i'd have to pee a lot more <laughs> it's like Ugh. thankfully now i'm on a blood pressure bed that isn't a diuretic so literally like very first when i when i came off those meds all together at first until i did a physical with my new primary care in the civilian sector i came off those meds because i was like i hadn't slept a full night in a year and a half like every night I would try to sleep, I was up every two hours, basically running the bathroom because I was having to pee all the time. And so even if you slept eight to 10 hours, but you're up every two hours, you don't, you still feel rested. And I was like, I know that that's not healthy. Like you gotta be able to get recuperative sleep. Otherwise eventually I'm just gonna probably have a surprise heart attack or something, you know? 
so when he was telling me about the bed, I was like, I really hope it doesn't make me pee all the time because that's why I, I can't do that. Like my job and I, I value my sleep and if, it may, if it's some of the side effects is that I'm gonna have to pee more often. I may not be able to do it for long. And he's like, well, you should be fine. So I was like, okay. But I was hoping that they'd get it approved, but um, sadly they didn't. They, they didn't approve Ozempic and they, the doctor put me on this, uh, this bed that, again, not, it blocks the sugar absorption in the kidneys. And I was afraid to take it because I was reading off the laundry list of possible side effects, including a lot of them. There's a lot of these side effects that says if you're taking blood pressure, like some of these, like if you're taking blood pressure medications while taking this med this medication, you could have this side effect that could result in death. Or you could have, or what is hell, some of the side effects are this this medication could result in you developing kidney disease. And I'm like, which would of course possibly kill me. You know, and it's like, ah, uh, I mean, there's a lot of them. Like, not, none of the side effects are like, oh, that's not too bad. No, a lot of them are like, yeah, if you develop this side effect, you could die. And if you develop this one, you, you know, basically might need a kidney transplant. <laughs> and, you know, this side effect will mean that basically you'd have to pee more often and you'd end up developing a rash because you're basically peeing out some, a lot more sugar. i like, well, that doesn't sound pleasant at all. So I was only had the bed for a little bit, only took it for a little bit, literally like very short time frame and I literally stopped because I was like I was already noticing that instead of me leaving Nashville and being able to go all the way to Farina without having to without having to stop I was literally I left and I mean it wasn't as bad as when I was on the blood pressure meds it was like you know, it was definitely not nearly as bad but I was still I still noticed right away that I couldn't get too far before I had to pull off somewhere and basically, you know, empty the bladder. And I was like, yeah, this is gonna work. So I was like, I literally, I, and I was worried about it. You know, thankfully I didn't notice it keeping me up at night, you know, but it's probably because you're supposed to take it like first thing in the morning when you get up. And so by the time I would get home and go to bed, I would hope that by that point that, you know, I, I'd sleep and it wouldn't affect me like, Thankfully, it didn't. I was able to sleep like eight, like seven or eight hours without uh, without having to jump up and run to the bathroom. But still, the whole stopping every hour or so, hour and a half or whatever, you know, when I'm on the road trying to get where I'm going, I was like, yeah, that's not, you know. Plus, I did, I, I did notice a little bit of a reaction, so I was like, yeah, this is gonna work. So I'm basically like, well, at least I could tell them, hey, I tried it. It didn't work. Like, I was having these negative side effects. And they just, I can't work with those, you know. And if they won't approve those Olympic shots, then I guess I'll just be taking the metformin and blood pressure meds and cholesterol meds and whatever other, you know, the things I'm on and stuff, the things I take to go to sleep. And I'm just going to keep working on the, the diet, the nutrition part side of it, you know, watching my blood sugar, all that stuff. And I'll just keep working my way down weight wise that way and be like, well, I try to get on the shot, but in order to go through my regular doctor, my insurance will cover it until I need a $5,000 deductible. So it's like, yeah, okay, you know, but I'm one of those, like, it, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you might probably be familiar with what I'm talking about where they give you medications supposed to help with such and such. 
like, oh, I'm supposed to take care of this one this one minor problem we have. But possible side effects of that are like laundry list, like 12 or 15 different side effects, a couple could result in death. And I'm like, so the side effects for that medication are worse than the symptom you're trying to fix. You know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, this could be a debate right here talking about vaccinations. Not against vaccinations, you know. I'll admit, I, you know, I've gotten vaccinations or whatever, but like, I, you know, it's like, like the COVID one of the first. I got the initial vaccination, I got a booster, but other than that, I have, I really haven't been back and gotten any further boosters since. Just like I haven't gotten a flu vaccine in a while, you know, and I know probably not related, but literally the last time I got a vaccine was like, I think I was still in the military. You know, for the flu vaccine, and I ended up hospitalized. Like I don't like literally, I got sick as a dog afterwards. And couldn't keep anything down. I had a really high fever. You know, still remember it too, because my like, you know, I'm dragging myself out of bed, can't stand up straight. My wife basically was like, "Go to sick call or something." And you want me to drive? <laughs> yeah, I did. I made my way down there very carefully drag myself into the sick hall which is basically military equivalent of the ER and they took one look at me and basically brought me into a room and hooked me up to one like literally admitted me right there put me on put me in bed and hooked a bunch of uh, tubes to my arm or whatever and had me basically laying there while they kept swapping out sailing bags I was there for probably about a day about halfway through that day, it's when my wife finally showed up looking for me because I hadn't been home in like eight hours. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, like I'm looking for my husband. Oh yeah, oh your Mrs. Blodgett, okay. And they let her in, and she's like, are you okay? What's going on? Like, yep. Yeah, then I'm like half asleep, like, no, I'm not really okay, but I'm better than I was earlier. She was, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were this bad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I tried to tell you, but I was kind of out of it. So ever since though, I'm like, nope. No flu vaccines for me. Screw that. People are like, oh, it had nothing to do with it. You were probably already getting sick. Yeah, probably. But the timing of it, literally, I took it. The next day, I was out down for the count. So I was like, yeah, no. No, okay. I'll just try to just try to do my best out here. You know, I'm always about hand washing. And I use, hand, I use sanitizer. And, like, I've got Lysol spray at home. <laughs> and uh, now I'm doing the, the emergency little uh, powder that you put in water. It has like a thousand milligrams of vitamin C and a bunch of other vitamins. I'm doing that every day because I, that's what I talked about with you guys about in previous episodes where I tried to get the doctor's input on it. Like, hey, like, does taking a thousand milligrams of vitamin C, is it worth it? What do you think? And he was like, "Well, I mean, there's no, there's no evidence about that, so I'd recommend just eating a healthy diet and exercising." I'm like, "I do my best with that. I try to eat healthy and I, I try to be active, and I still get sick." So I was like, "So I thought, well, I'm gonna go the emergency route and do that instead." <laughs> and we'll see if I go a while without actually catching a cold again. If, if that actually helps, you know, because I'm like, yeah. When I get sick lately, it's like a two-week process. <laughs> I can't breathe or cough it so bad for the first week to where my abs hurt. Then after that, it's another week and a half of just clearing crap out. You know, 
But hey, you know. Joys of life, huh? So. But, I know I kind of ramble on uh, medical stuff, even though the topic at hand is doing the right thing, but... I guess medical-wise, you know, as far as the to go with the topic, like, doing the right thing might be if you work in a public place where you're dealing with a lot of people. Then, you know, doing the right thing would probably be going ahead and calling out of work and taking some time off to actually get better. For me, like, I'm all, the way I've always been is if I can be upright and on my feet moving, then I'm working. Now, obviously, if I worked in a crowded space, I'd probably go ahead and, you know, use a sick day or whatever, but since I'm, since I'm a driver... I've had a lot of occasions where I'm still out here driving and I'm like sick as hell, you know. Like eat the wrong thing one night at a at a truck stop. And or I guess I must have touched the wrong surface. Even now but here's the mistake I made. I went to Fly J one night. I was a contractor, I had a uh, trip that still had five hundred miles to go. And I went to Fly J the night before I hit the bathroom, I washed my hands. Made the mistake of going into the arcade, <laughs> played a couple games, went up to the front counter where you get the like the hot food at the front counter, so I got some like chicken tenders or whatever, which of course are figure food, didn't think anything of it, went out to the truck, ate my food, went to bed, woke up the next day sick. Like, even that, you know, like, dry heaved a couple times, but still managed to not, not actually have to throw up or whatever, so I don't know how I do it, I just... You know, if I if I can, you know, avoid it, like if I can, like, will myself not to do it, then I'm literally like just fighting, and struggling really hard to just basically just not do that because I hate that part of that of being sick. <laughs> so I was taking like Pepto and fever reducer and sipping water, trying to sip water and. I, you know, basically wasn't eating because I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to eat anything because I just felt like crap. So, but I knew that because I was a contractor, I knew that I needed to get that load delivered, otherwise I would fail the load, and that would affect my my income. And so I was like, you know, I got that load delivered and basically got parked for the night, and then the next morning I actually felt like way better than I did the night before. Still didn't have a huge appetite, but all the, the nausea and stuff like that had kind of subsided quite a bit. So that was one of those occasions that, like, if I was working a regular job, I probably would have called out. <laughs> but to kind of go back to what I mentioned earlier, um, that I mentioned about, like, I don't really bring, I don't really do anything like sunflower seeds or whatever it's been. But, you know, when I'm dealing with the cold and I'm trying to clear out my stuff, you know, clear out the, the mucus or whatever. I'll, I'll stop at like one of the truck stops and I'll grab just an empty cup. And I'll use that cup to basically, while I'm going down the road, because you can't really, kind of hard to just, you know, you're not out walking around, so you can't really just spit out there. So, you know, I'll use the cup basically anytime I would cough and just crap up, spit, and then when I'm finally over the cold, I can finally get rid of the cup. But there's this, there's this, uh, you know, um, lovely black lady that I have no idea what her name is, but uh, somebody that's uh, with one of the other care, the other uh, contractors, and sometimes you know she come, she would be leaving to go park to head home 
around the time that I come in to, to get going. And sometimes she'll she'll just randomly pull up, roll her window down, and, and stop for a minute. And you know, I'll be like, "Hey, how's it going?" You know, just chat back. And I had the I had the cup because I I was in a truck that wasn't my normal truck, so I was basically I would grab the, the cup, put it you know put it in my Ram when I would park for the night. So that way, just in case I was back in my regular truck, I would still have my cup. You know, to get rid of the cold or whatever. But I, I was carrying it to the to the truck with my stuff, and I had my the, was carrying the cup with my hand over the top, so it wasn't like a wide open. So somebody could look at it, I was like, crap, what, what, that's nasty. What's in that? I'm like, oh, that's just you know, me clearing out, you know, this mucus uh, and whatnot. But I had it covered, and this uh, this lady goes, so what's in the you know, so what's in the cup? I was like, ah, spit cup. She's like, ah, you were real man. Probably thinking I was like, you know, chewing tobacco and it's been that way or whatever. I'm like, nope, I'm not usually one of those bits of cubs unless I like I have to. <laughs> but anyway, guys, to close out this episode, because <coughs> like dealing with the, the throat getting real itchy right now, I'm like, yeah, better, like, yeah, better go ahead and do it. But, um, um, so to close out this episode, I'll definitely go back to doing the right thing. You know, if a situation like that happens, I mean, well, hell, technically do the right thing. Could, could definitely tie into some of the other stuff I talked to you. Like if you're, if you're really sick or whatever, and you work in a public place with a bunch of people, the right thing would probably be to go ahead and take some time off, go ahead and call out and sleep. You know, because I've noticed for me when I'm really sick, one thing that seems to help that I seem to want to do the most of is curling up under my blanket in my bed and getting as much sleep as I possibly can. Because a lot of times I'll, I'll wake up after sleeping for a while, and even though I'll still be sick, I can tell that I'm better. Like, I can tell that my body feels better because I've slept so much and it's healed a little bit. But I definitely do the right thing when it comes to, uh, when it comes to your, um, like things like bank accounts and whatnot. If somebody, if you see a mystery deposit like we did this morning, you know, don't just automatically assume, oh, cool, I got extra money, yeah. Because they'll catch on. You know, it might take, them, from what I read online, it, like, it could take as long as a couple years before they finally catch up to you. But then eventually they'll, they'll get audited or whatever, they'll find that, that deposit that shouldn't happen. And they'll reverse it. Next thing you know, you, you go from like having, oh, a certain positive balance to a couple grand negative. I was like, yeah, that's kind of what I worried about when I first saw it. I thought, oh man, like that would totally pay a lot of bills right now, but I know that that's an R, so it's always better to just come clean and talk to your rep and say, yeah, I'm, this is ours. Like, I don't know why how this got in there. And they could be like, all right, cool, they can fix it. That way you know you're good, you know. So, but anyway, guys, appreciate you guys being here. You know what I always say, keep pushing forward, keep believing, you know, believe you can, believe you will, and you're already halfway there, and then you just have to go out there and do it, and this time of year, guys, uh, some of the best advice I could probably give is just make sure you guys are drinking plenty of water and getting plenty of sleep, man, you know, doing self-care, whatever that is, you know, to whatever that might be for you to, to make sure that you guys are good. 
And I know for me it's a weird thing, but my, my drinks on my weekend for me, they, I literally think of those as self-care too because it's stuff that helps me literally just not give a fuck or give a crap. <laughs> Sorry. As soon as I said I was like, crap, I didn't mean to say that like that. But... So to not give a crap about much of anything, like I have all my stresses. What I do in the weekend is my way of basically just trying to like not care for a minute, you know. So, but do what you gotta do, whether it's go for a walk, have a few drinks, hang out with friends, hang out with your family, watch Netflix, you know. If you're a writer like I am, then get out there and write. You know, just do some do some writing, start a blog, whatever. You know, do what you gotta do, you know. But. It's like lanes ending, and of course, like I'm, you put your signal on, waiting for cars to let you over. And of course, cars pass you. I'm like, yeah, you guys are a bunch of dicks. <laughs> the one car lets you over, so you flash them to let him let him know, hey, thank you, man, appreciate you. Oh. Ooh, it's all good, it's all good, you know. But uh, especially if you guys are sick well hydrated, get well rested, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously eat, eat healthy as much as possible and just try to, try to do the best you can, you know, but, you know, take the time off if you can, otherwise just try to like, you know, keep that, that couple feet between you and other people or whatever and wear a mask if you, you know, if you're going to be in a public space, just try to help, help reduce the possibility, you know, of, of uh, spreading stuff, especially if it's something like the flu or whatever. Cause I've been around places where like somebody got was sick and they ended up, next thing you know, they're throwing up in a corner. I'm like, oh crap. So then I, I try to like exit the building right away and be like, I hope I don't catch that because uh, that's going to suck. Sometimes you get away with it, sometimes you don't. So, But anyway, guys, on that note, I appreciate you being here. And uh, again, as always, you know, apologies for the. the delay since I've gotten that last story time uh, story posted I am working on it you know I, like literally I couldn't do anything yesterday I just didn't have the mental capacity because of the, only, the small amount of sleep because of the power getting shut off and dealing with that you know but feel better <clears throat> feel better today but but still still obviously as you guys can tell it's I try not to, to cough or whatever during episodes or whatever, but you know, then it, it hits you right in the middle of a sentence or whatever, and you hear me clear my throat. I'm like, sorry guys, don't need to do this, you know. <laughs> but so I'm gonna put throw it out to guys. Uh, as always, you know, like logicshow.com, and if you click the contact link, you can drop me an email for any suggestions, any comments, any ideas for what you might want a topic you might want me to cover on real talk tuesdays or hell even uh even uh ideas for stories for me to do uh, to see what i can come up with for uh story time friday episodes but also anybody that wants to support uh the bare, bare minimum that i ask you know because obviously like yeah i love financial contributions obviously because every little bit helps as far as like to uh, help us pay for the cost of keeping the show up and active but a bare minimum i ask if you if you enjoy the show is to at least uh, make sure that you hit that like and follow button so that, that way you get notified whenever i do a new episode 
And of course, tell your friends about it, you know, because um, it's definitely the biggest way that podcasts actually grow is through word of, you know, word of mouth. You know, when people say, oh my God, have you heard this podcast? It's really good. So I'm always trying to make things better on here. Like I got the new, uh, the new intro uh, intro sounds for all the different shows, like the making them different like the the one intro for the Storytime Fridays I got the unique intro for the uh, World Talk Tuesday and then I got the one you guys are here today you know on this episode you know so that's me trying to like change things up spice things up a little bit but it's like I'm planning to do a little bit of a, make some changes with the, like Real Talk for you know for instance like eventually start doing like when I have the equipment I'll start doing like random interviews with people and you know, it'd be me trying to, my way of trying to not not only change things up for this podcast, but also try to uh, try to help others out as well. Like, I'd be interviewing, like, my bro Rico, because I know he does, he does, like, music stuff, and I'll, I'll even throw out the fact that even though he hasn't been, he's kind of stopped recording for his podcast, he still has a podcast out there called, like, uh, Alien in the Basement. Uh, I think it's exclusively on... Spotify, even though I do think he did have it shared on Apple Podcasts as well, but I know it's definitely on Spotify. So, you know, it has a literally, if you go look it up, Alien in the Basement, it's like a white image with a, like, a, like a picture of an alien, like a green alien on it. I was really, not gonna lie, and I'm, you know, and Rico, bro, like, I, you know, if you hear this podcast episode, man, like I told you before, I was really not gonna lie. I was really sad when you when you uh, stopped uploading, you know, stopped uh, updating your podcast. But I totally understand why you did it. You know, I get it. You know, but just know, man, that I will I will always think your podcast was badass. I mean, it is badass because of course, like it's still I'm still on there. You can still find it. But loved it, man. But I definitely understand. But Mariko is one of my. Uh, brother from another mother and he's one of the ones that probably the first guy i'm gonna try to see if i can whenever i start doing random interviews try to spice things up give you guys a little more different content on here be interviewing him and asking him a lot of questions about uh you know about the kinds of music and stuff that he does and where people can access it and stuff like that you know uh just like i'm always just like trying to do little shout outs for other podcasts that I've that I want you guys to check out because I think they're good. <laughs> Sorry. Like uh, the what well, like that podcast I told you guys about called What Was That Like? So Scott Johnson, the host of that podcast, pretty cool guy. I've never talked to him yet, but I'm I'm already like I've been binge I say binge watching, but it's like binge listening to his uh, podcast. And I think I've still got a ways to go because I think it's been going on for quite a few years. And I think I'm in like the year and a half mark or whatever. So I think I still got like three or four years left. <laughs> I don't know. But a really cool podcast. You guys should check it out. A lot of unique situations. He talks to these, he interviews these people that have been through these situations and kind of literally asks them, what was it like? And they tell their story or whatever. And he asks a bunch of questions. Basically just... You know, they talk for like half an hour, 45 minutes, an hour. I've seen one that was like, there were a couple that were like an hour and a half long. Really, really awesome. So there's that one. There's Lore, L-O-R-E. There's Ghosts. Or, um, 
uh, Haunted Road with Amy Bruni. That's really awesome. Um, there's one that the the host for the Lore podcast did. I think it's called Bridgewater. It's a story podcast uh, where basically. You know, kind of like kind of like an audiobook. Like I've I've actually gotten really into listening to uh, podcasts that are basically stor- telling stories the entire time. You know, and but the only problem is that you get really into the story and then like it, it temporarily comes to an end because all right, cool, stay tuned for season three or whatever. I'm like ah man. So there's one or two that I was listening to that basically have been kind of at a standstill for a while and like, haven't done any episodes and I'm like man I can't wait till it comes back because I was like hooked <laughs> and then and then you get to uh, you know the part the part of it where they come back and you're having to basically alright let's do an episode and then wait until the next one comes out the following <laughs> so it's like then you're like ah oh, man you know then you're bored trying to find other stuff to do in between episodes but um but yeah, you know, so that's kind of what I'm trying to do here. Is I'm constantly trying to make things better for you guys and try to, you know, give you guys good content and stuff. And like, I would love for other other podcast hosts to come across my podcast. I would love for them to do the same thing that, that I'm doing as far as like give them little shout outs and send people their way or whatever, you know. So I try to, you know how they say, treat others the way you want to be treated. And so if they, if they like what they hear over here, then I'd love for them to mention me on theirs. And, yeah, go check out this one. Guys, right into Chris Blodgett. He has a, a show called The Blodgett Show. On, and uh, oh my god, it's so good! Like, he does stories on Fridays and real talk on Tuesdays. Oh my gosh! So, like, oh, that, of course, if the guy, if Scott on uh, what was that like, if he does a shout out on one of his, one of his episodes, I probably wouldn't see it for, or hear about it for a while because I've literally, I didn't. When I come across a podcast that has a lot of episodes, I don't start at the end. I usually will go all the way back to the beginning. And I'll start at the beginning and just work my way through. So at some point, I might send the guy a voice clip. Like, hey, Scott, you know, just check it in. I like, just thought I'd reach out because I'm, I'm a new listener to your podcast. And I was like, I'm still working. Like, I'm, I'm not up to the current ones yet. I'm still working my way up there from the, uh, from the start. You know, but I'm a podcast host too, you know, and I've mentioned you a couple times, you know, try to send people your way for my podcast because I think you guys think you're awesome, you know. So But anyway on that note, I think I'll let you guys go. A little bit longer than I had planned to be on this episode, but that, that seems to happen quite a bit, you know. But I love y'all, there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. Many people have tried and please bear with me of course, like that's you know I will get back into the, the regular stretch of things, you know, as far as the, the um, stories being posted on Fridays and the real talk on Tuesdays, like what I normally do. It's just with the, having been sick and then still trying to get over stuff. You know, then, of course, with the uh, lack of sleep yesterday because of the the power, because, of course, I'm a sleep apnea person, so I got a CPAP. So when I lose power, I can't really sleep. <laughs> so that really sucked. But at least I had, I've had it happen before where they shut it off and I'd only slept two hours and that was a rough night. But yesterday I had at least four and a half so I was able to function and I got my load, I got, got swapped, I got back to Nashville and I got home. So I was like the entire time praying, just like, Lord help me to be, you know, help me to get there and get back safe. <laughs> 
because there's certain, certain times of the night when you're that tired that you literally just, you're like, oh my god, I hope I make it. <laughs> like, I hope I can keep it focused, keep it together. But anyway, guys, uh, to close out, anybody that, if anybody would like to support the podcast, go to blodgeshow.com slash support. There's a like a one-time option where you can just do a one-time whatever amount you want to do. But there's also a uh, monthly subscription where you can literally um, support the podcast for as little as $1 per month. Every little bit helps. Definitely appreciate it. And I thank you in advance. Uh, so on that note, guys, I will keep being positive. Keep believing. Keep pushing forward. Do what you got to do. And as with the topic for today, obviously you try to you know, do the right thing, you know, like make the right choices or whatever. Sometimes it's not necessarily the easy choices, but you got to make the right choices, not necessarily the easy ones, you know. But anyway, y'all, I will talk to you guys on the next one, which will be a Real Talk episode on Tuesday. Have a good one.